Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to episode 14 of the Next Dimension podcast, your new podcast that's all about VR and AR. And today, finally again with Tatiana from Disco VR. <laughs> Tatiana, how are you doing? <laughs> doing great. It's awesome to be back as always. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, I'm so looking forward to today's show. Also here with us, Anthony. Anthony from VR365. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, ready to go, excited. Great, see, it's gonna be very interesting and you might have to leave a bit earlier, so we're going to put all the exciting topics in the beginning so we can fight about them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Also here with us, Steve, VR Flight Sim Guy. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm very well, Sebastian, thank you. It's great to be on the channel. And Seb, how are you today? Oh, wow, perfect, so smooth. Great, that was honestly super smooth, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, my, my name is Sebastian Ang, I am the founder of MRTV, and I'm really doing well. I'm so looking forward to today's show because we have lots of amazing, exciting topics. It seems that VR is not dead at all. <laughs> so we're going to talk about really interesting topics. We're going to talk about the new PlayStation VR 2 controller, obviously. Wow, what an exciting device. I'm so looking forward to that. We're going to talk about the Valve Index standalone headset that might be coming out, the patents that have come out. We're going to talk about Facebook research, very exciting Facebook research, and a few other topics that are really, really cool. Yeah, for all of you who don't know this show yet, this show is called The Next Dimension Podcast. It is broadcast live every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin. <laughs> well, <laughs> today we got a few problems about this one. 8 p.m. London. And not anymore noon in San Francisco. And not, uh, what about New York? Is it still 3 p.m.? I'm not, I'm not sure. Where is the day daylight savings time? In whole America now? Yeah, okay. it's all changed. Okay, so not anymore <laughs> noon in, in uh, San Francisco and not anymore 3 p.m. in New York. Now it's 11 a.m. in... No, 1 p.m. and oh. 4 p.m. It's oh already okay okay it's one I wish I just on this okay <laughs> yeah yeah so so Anthony and Tatiana were waiting for me for one hour sorry about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> here here in Germany it's still it's still nine p.m. right so also this show goes is on all the uh, podcast providers so on iTunes Spotify Alexa Google Podcasts all the good stuff and well one thing that you could really do. To help us, if you enjoy this show, is to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes, for example. So get out your iPhone, get out your iPad, open the podcast app, and totally um, look for the Next Dimension podcast and give us a five-star review. This would really, really help us. So why don't you do that now while we talk about our weeks. And now I would like to start with Tatiana. We haven't talked to each other for like two weeks or so, or even three weeks. So how are you doing? What have you been doing in virtual reality or on your channel on Disco VR? Very true. I've missed you guys. It's been it's been a little too long that I'm right. used to. I'm kind of used to being here on Saturdays, but but I did have very 
Ah, productive times, catching up with work. Although I did play a little bit of VR. I'm not going to like, talk too much about it, but I did spend some time uh, trying out Flow Weaver, which I got came out uh, recently. And uh, it's pretty much like, a, if, if you haven't played it, it's like a fantasy puzzle game where you play as some sort of a wizard and you can manipulate different realities or planes. And um, well, all the puzzles are uh, built on top of these principles that whatever you're changing in one plane or one reality changes something in the other one. And it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it at first because you're when you're playing something like a room or mist, um, uh, you're used to working on these puzzles in the same room. But here, you kind of have to think outside of the box and how your actions are changing what you're doing. So it was really fun. I'm always a sucker for a really good puzzle game. <laughs> so, uh, so I've done that. And um, another thing that I've tried was uh, I went on a side quest and I tried a CPR simulator. Wow. <laughs> I, I was very impressed by that. So. It. This is what I find amazing in VR. You get this opportunity not just to play, but to learn life-saving skills. There's, and it's not just like you're practicing with a doll, right? It's like this dude just laying in front of you, and you're supposed to save his life. And uh, all the tutorials in front of you. At the end, you get the score. It's kind of amazing, and it's scary to not know how to do that. Like I honestly, I didn't know how to save a life, but I think. I might now. So that was really, really cool that um, I like that. And I probably will make a, a longer review of it because I think it's worth it. It's worth spreading a word on really useful uh, apps like that. Cool. Great. Yeah, you can do so many things in VR. It's amazing. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's my week. Do, okay. do, do you always have to, when you give someone CPR in this game, is it, is it, do you always have a good outcome or sometimes is it? not work out no it can be it it doesn't always work i mean you if you try well if you follow that direction it's kind of easy at first but there's also like um like a professional standing there gives you some tips <laughs> so you get a lot uh, enough support for it it's really not that scary it's <laughs> probably would be <laughs> it gives you actually some confidence that you know what you're doing because you understand what you're doing I presume, sorry, I'm, suddenly I'm intrigued by this CPR game for some reason, but just one quick question and we'll move on. Um, when, basically, does it show you how to do it properly? Like, I'm, I hope, hopefully it tells you, like, I think... It's like, yeah, like when you're pushing it, it shows you, like, the scale, like, how fast or how slowly you're doing yeah. it. And so, yeah, it's, I, I would say it's pretty good. I would say it's doing, it's doing a job. You should try it, actually. You it's just, just the most random so thing. I, I could never imagine thinking of that as a VR thing. And now I'm thinking, wow, that's that's crazy. I was thinking <laughs> it would have been actually amazing if you could incorporate it, make it something like augmented reality when you do have a doll because you get the resistance from right. it, right? Oh, God, yeah. But then, yeah. You, but then the doll actually has arms and legs and you're somewhere in the park and not just in a controlled environment. That would make it feel more real so you can... Like you can feel what you're doing. That would have been you, great. As long as you get make sure it is the doll and not someone else, like a bystander by accident. That would be <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 VR saving lives since 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Tatiana, who are you going to nominate next to talk about the week? Uh, let's hear from Anthony. Yeah, so uh, my week, uh, my VR weeks, I, I'm still in this like general funk 
of like video games and like, I've just been kind of out of it. But one thing I did do, and this was just last night is okay. So Bioshock VR, right? We all dream of the day when we could play a legitimate Bioshock VR. Why that has not happened yet boggles my mind to this day, but there is this fan mod for Half-Life Alex that is out called Return to Rapture. And so the thing is, when it comes to these Half-Life Alex mods, I've never tried any of them. I know it sounds crazy that I would know, like you got Half-Life Alex and there's all this mod stuff going on. I just never tried any of them. I have a tendency when it comes to games, I just want to play like the base game and then some other game comes out. I want to play that game. But like a lot of games will like the game comes out and then this extra thing comes out for the game and then this other extra thing. And a lot of people like really love that stuff and really get into all these extra things that are coming for one game. But for me, I'm always of this attitude where there's a million brand new games that I haven't touched at all. Maybe I should see one of those. And so a lot of times I miss out on the extras. But I did go into this Bioshock uh, Return to Rapture. I checked it out last night. You have to download eight different little parts, and then they all you know sync together. Tried it out, and at first, I'm in there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is freaking Bioshock. This looks so cool. It's amazing. Uh, you know, it gives you those vibes. And they have some of, like, some of the visuals are, like, exactly like Bioshock. And there's a few voice samples. It, it seems like the voice samples are kind of hit and miss on whether or not they actually got real audio from Bioshock or not. But some of them have like the real audio. And then there's like these other, but then there's like all this Half-Life Alex stuff that's going on in there as well. Like you hear, it's basically like Half-Life Alex and Bioshock 1 got squished together and like <laughs> turned into some new type of thing. And ultimately, the bottom line is this. I'm super impressed with what this guy did. He went beyond, above and beyond the call of duty to make all of this and go through all this incredible trouble and everything. And a lot of people are ranting and raving about it, saying this is like super legit. You got to try it. Bioshock fans will love it. Ultimately, I played it for like 40 minutes or so. And then I was like, nah. This this like mixture of Half Life Alex and Bioshock. No, I want real Bioshock. <laughs> I just want real Bioshock. That's it. And um, so I'm sorry. As much as the people out there love this thing, I couldn't get into it because it you got <laughs> Half Life Alex guys running around that you're shooting at them, and it's like, no, no, I want real Bioshock. Is it almost so, like going right. to see your favorite band, but it was like a really rubbish tribute? act they just didn't quite capture it <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah, yeah but exactly. but doesn't the story like um go that somehow there's some exciting some 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 treasure that the half of alex bad guys want to find in that rapture so that it doesn't somehow make sense the story yeah i suppose i didn't i didn't really get that far to like see all of that okay. but i was just like What 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 I want is just Bioshock, the original Bioshock yeah. in VR. Yeah, That's okay. all I want. And I don't okay. want any of the extra stuff. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. But anyways, I heard from lots of people who love that mod and like all the work that went into it. And it's supposed to be like super impressive. I haven't checked it out myself, but perfect that you did, Anthony. So why don't you tell us for a moment, how can you install it? Is it complicated? How does it work? It sounds complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eight different yeah, parts. The, The only weird thing about it is like 
because I at first I was trying to do this all in my headset. So I, I was in my headset. I went to Half-Life Alex, and then you just you load Half-Life Alex, and then there's a little thing that says add-on on the menu. You click on that, and then it asks you, like, do you want to go to like Steam Workshop for Half-Life Alex or whatever? You click on that, and then this menu pops up. And it's supposed to load all the most popular add-ons for Half-Life Alex, and you can choose which one you like and click on it, and it'll start downloading the little pieces of it. But for me, when I was in my headset, it just gave me this big blue menu that never updated. I was waiting like 20 minutes. I went back and checked on. Finally, I was like, F this, I'm gonna go to the desktop. And I went to, and everything just worked perfectly fine on the, it works great on the desktop. So it's better, just go on your desktop to Half-Life Alex the actual page, you know, for your, uh, in your library. And then you go to steam workshop, it'll show all the different things. And you basically just have to download all eight individual pieces. I don't know if you absolutely have to, but if you want to play it in a nice way, you're going to want to do that. You download all eight individual pieces. And then when you get back into your headset, um, it's pretty much ready to go. You go into, uh, I think you go into add on it, or I, I forget which one you go into to select it and start it, but it was all seamless. It worked great. I should probably try some additional Half-Life Alex mods. So if anybody has any suggestions for like other Half-Life Alex mods that are absolute must tries, maybe after this show, leave them in the comments. We can check it out later. Yeah, that would be good. So I still have to check out this Bioshock uh, mod. It sounds cool to me, actually. It sounds great. I agree with you. I would love to have a Bioshock VR just by itself, right? It should be amazing. But, well, Bioshock with the Alex-like mechanics, also not so bad, I think. Tatiana, is it something that you would try out? I enjoy watching people play it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that one of those things, like back in the day when I was watching my brother play all the games that are very atmospheric, it's kind of like for me when I watch horror movies, I can watch the scariest movie you give me. Like there's no scary movie that I wouldn't watch or any kind of horror movie. But with the games, it's different. And for a lot of people, it's the same way. When you're in control, even just the atmosphere, even if something doesn't straight jump on you and tries to eat your brain, right, there's right. something about it. You have to push yourself to get out of the comfort zone, which I might. I'm not closing the door completely. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying Listening about it, watching that <laughs> gameplay. I, I'm enjoying that atmosphere. There was a movie about it, like a 3D movie, maybe. I would have watched it. <laughs> I All don't right. put myself in control in these kind of games. Okay, got it. So, Anthony, are you? Uh, that's your week, or do you want to talk about something else? That's pretty much it. Uh, one other thing I will mention is if you go to vrgamerankings.com, um, one thing I have done is... We have like two different rankings for Oculus Quest App Lab, one for free and one for paid. Oh, cool. And we updated the free one and added all the recent additions. I haven't updated the paid one yet, but if you go to the free one, there's like 24, I think, different free games. We're just doing games and experiences. There's also apps and stuff. We haven't done a list for that yet, but I've tried a lot of the free Oculus Quest App Lab apps. And um, some of them are pretty crappy, man. Some of them, some of them, it's like I wonder if they should have this like bare minimum level of quality, and you have to like just barely get over that bare minimum. But some of them are very good, and there's cool demos. Like you know the 1976 Back to Midway game. There's a demo for that now. There's lots of little demos. 
We're going to be talking later in this episode about some free games that are happening in oh, another part of yeah. VR. Oh, and yeah. I, but, but part of me wonders, is there could there be too much free stuff? But let's wait and talk about too that. Too much free bit. stuff? How is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, who is going to talk now next? Is it me or is it Steve? Uh, let's switch it up and go with Sebastian. Okay. Of time. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I did the MRTV stuff, <laughs> as in I did check out some new VR hardware. This is the Vive Facial Tracker. We're going to talk, to talk a bit, a bit uh, in this today's episode. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. It works really well. It's um, pretty fantastic how this piece of software, of hardware, can actually track your face and your facial expressions. Cost $129 and you can... Yeah, modded to all the headsets. I like. I like. Then this here, this is the, the Deca Move. It's a new little sensor from Megadodo. <laughs> the company is called Megadodo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name. And uh, th that's the same company that is also doing the Deca gear that we've talked about before. That VR headset that is wireless, that has the G2 displays, that has the facial tracking and all kinds of stuff. And this is the first piece of hardware. And it's good to see that they have brought, that they came out with a hardware that actually works. And I do believe that puts lots of people at ease who put in like $10 for the Deca gear to pre-order it. Because it seems like they are for real. They are mm -hmm. for real and they really have hardware that's working. Then I played an amazing game that I believe lots of people will super, super enjoy. I have not yet streamed it on my English channel. I've streamed it on the German channel. And it's called Ragnarok. Ragnarok. It's amazing. I had such a good time. I love this game. So what is it all about? It's a rhythm game. So you have two huge hammers and you are on a, on a Viking ship. And there is some, yeah, s s some runes coming at you and you have to smash them. It's a simple rhythm game, right? And by hitting, hitting those drums, the, the Vikings on that Viking ship, they are like rowing the boat. It's like you're like the slave, um, I don't know how, how to say that, the guy who makes the slaves uh, like row the boat. <laughs> yeah, and they have like really cool speed metal, a cool speed metal soundtrack. It's, it's so, so fun and um, yeah it is absolutely amazing i really have to do i have to stream that on the english channel as well and i'm going to do that as soon as possible but now i couldn't because i have such a muscle sore yeah my, my <laughs> muscles hurt so much from hitting those drums like crazy so ragnarok it is on steam vr it's early access and it's Everything you will want in VR. Amazing music, simple gameplay, even multiplayer where you have like a match against others who like, um, it's a race, right? They're all in, the, in these Viking ships and they're all like hitting those runes. It is amazing. Ragnarok. Did any one of you play this game? Did you? Uh, well, I actually wanted to ask you, do you think it's, does it feel any similar to the Smash Drums uh, demo game that was on App Labs? Have uh, you tried that okay. one? Okay, I haven't tried it, but this Ragnarok looks way better. I've just seen the other one, how it looks, and it looks just not so good, but this Ragnarok, it looks so beautiful. The, the, the Vikings who are rowing like crazy when you hit the drums. Goodness. Have you played that, any of you? I have not played it, but you know what? The developer of that game, it's Wanted Dev Studio, 
And they're the same developers that made Propagation VR, this like free game oh, that like oh, really, really blew a lot of people really? away. Yeah. Really? Same developer. How wow. weird is that? Like Propagation VR and then Ragnarok. Like they, they're two completely different worlds. Wow. You know? Guys, you have to play Ragnarok. It's really, really fun. And I will live stream that. And you're going to have a great time watching that live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's basically cool. my week. That was my week. And how about you, um, Steve? Yeah, um, well, I'll definitely keep this short, but uh, it's going to be tricky because I've, I've had a crazy week, really. Uh, in fact, I've been on the show for about two or three weeks now. So, But basically, I'll just quickly say a few Quest 2 things. There's been a beta update recently. Um, <clears throat> if you uh, opt into the beta test channel, uh, uh, particularly for SIM users, you know, when the Quest 2 is on link and you're using it for a real high-fidelity uh, SIM or maybe even a game, um, I'm finding that the ASW technique, the projection, is much better now. It's a lot smoother. Uh, the link, in fact, actually, I've, I've actually, uh, oh, yeah, I've said in my uh, recent uh, YouTube video that right now the Rift S is dead. Quite honestly, uh, I, I, honestly, <laughs> wow. it is now because the link is that is so good now. It really is. It's brilliant. Um, I never thought I'd ever say that, but it's got to the point now where it's superb. And once they sort out a few niggling issues, because at the moment the beta. Um, is locked to 72 hertz, although it's not that much of a big deal, actually. It's, it doesn't seem to be... I don't mind it, uh, but once they sort a few things out and they release that as firmware, it's going to be a big thing. So that was one thing. Um, VR covers. I actually got myself a VR cover for the Quest 2. I know I'm a bit late to the party on it, but, um, yeah, I, you guys got VR covers for your Quest 2s. So I'm guessing you probably have. <laughs> yeah. Um, How, yeah. Does it improve the FOV? Hey, <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's 170 degrees. Yeah, now. it's not like <laughs> the Pimax, right? It's like unbelievable. It's like a Pimax headset yeah. now. It's incredible. No, honestly, it's. I was a bit disappointed. I thought it would increase it, but if anything, it's. It's. it's there's no difference at all, really, is it? If anything, it's probably a bit less. I don't know. But Steve, uh, are you talking just about the facial interface, the VR cover? The facial exactly? interface with just the, 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 the pad. Sorry, with the obviously the. But isn't it so incredibly more comfortable, especially when you oh, use the God, thicker yes. one? I one, never yeah. had the VR face ever again, but I did have like wrinkles instead. Oh really? <laughs> so, because of where this uh, the foam like bends, it kind of catches the skin a little bit, and every time I take it off, if I play it for over two hours, I have like two wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, like an yeah. old lady. Well, of course. I, I kind so. of always say it's like a memory foam mattress for your face, isn't it? Like that's how I, that's how I said it, it on my review. It does feel good. It literally, yeah. as you put it on, it's like, oh, this is so nice. But um, yeah, the, the but don't work one. out with it because it's not absorbing anything and it's just of kind course. of uh, luckily i'm really lazy so i won't have that issue really but uh, <laughs> but yeah so that was cool um microsoft flight simulator has gone absolutely mad uh this last two weeks there's been some incredible add-ons it's really gaining traction now uh and behind me because i'm actually at an airport now not really obviously but uh, that is the new crj it's an uh, a complex airliner that basically has been worked on with uh, the Asobo team at Microsoft Flight Simulator and Aerosoft. I've got a couple of uh, reviews on the channel now. It's incredibly complex. It's a kind of it's got an 85-page manual, manual just for the quick start, uh, and then you've got hundreds and hundreds of pages to learn how to operate it. That is probably your, your guy's worst nightmare, but to us simmers, that makes me feel very happy. So, you know. Yeah, every, pretty much not everything's modeled yet, but most of the systems um, are definitely implemented. And it's something that Microsoft Flight Simulator has needed desperately. So that was great. Uh, loads of other aircraft have been uh, uh, released now. Probably the two other ones with the Spitfire 
fantastic. Flying the Spitfire over the White Cliffs of Dover in VR, in the HP Reverb. It's absolutely awesome. It's so incredible. And that aircraft, you can fly really easy, actually. It's, it's, you know, it's not too difficult. Um, and actually, I had the best flight I've ever had today. I've, I haven't actually used VR much. You know, like, sure, you have this problem, Seb. And sometimes when you've got loads of reviews coming in, you're too busy reviewing the thing and you don't actually enjoy VR for yourself. And it's been a bit like that for me recently. Uh, so I need to kind of step back from YouTube a bit and just enjoy it for myself. But I must admit tonight I had like a 20 minute flight the sun was setting and I was just, I could see like uh, this incredible like lighting effect with the, with the sun going right over this incredible lake. And I was just coming into land and I was just like, this is awesome. This is so cool. So yeah, it was just one of those moments where it was just like, I am so chilled out. This is just exactly what, why I spent all this money on a really expensive computer and a VR headset. It was all worth it in that moment. Fantastic. Wow. It so, sounds so good, yeah. this virtual reality. I should it's, also it's get pretty a good this VR stuff, really, isn't it? You know, <laughs> and just two quick other things, because I'm trying to be as quick as I can. Um, there's a HP Reverb firmware update. I've literally just posted something on my YouTube channel. Um, so if you need a link, uh, go there. And it, it fixes the audio. I know a lot of people have been having black uh, blackouts when you, the audio gets too loud. The headset headset doesn't isn't able to cope with it, and you get flickering. But this firmware update from HP will solve that. Um, I've tried it, and it seems to be working really good. So that's cool for HP Reverb G2 owners. And maybe just to quickly say that last weekend I was I couldn't believe it. I've actually hit ten thousand subscribers. So I'm really happy about that. Congratulations, so, yeah. man! Oh man, Thank that's you. amazing. Ten thousand is a great number. Congrats. I can't I can't believe it. Really, it's it's been quite a a, a venture so far. So yeah, that's been my my last two weeks really. Yeah, man. <laughs> Soon you're going to be a full time YouTuber. <laughs> I'm yep. not sure I'd ever dare do that really, to be honest. But yeah, what? it's cool. It's good fun. It's good. Would you Would you like to become a full time YouTuber? Yeah, I would love to try it for like six months or something. Yeah, just as it's a bit great. Fair. I mean, if you like, can yeah, you can hang out with with great people. You can have like like uh, adult beverages all the time. Like my life is gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be kind of cool, but I'd, to be honest, I don't think I'd ever have the bottle to do it. I don't know. I, I think no, you can yeah. make it happen. Yeah, but in that case, doesn't VR really become like a job? It's just something that Steve has just been talking about. Right, it becomes right. like you're Good doing point. it. It's like you have to and. Um, I, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even at 10,000 yet, but I also have that feeling sometimes. Nice. You like, will I just get there. VR for myself. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of like outside of VR just to right. enjoy it. You're That's right, important. you're right. No, it's, it's my Yeah, my main job is music related and I love music, but ever since my sort of career in music, it's kind of when I get home from uh, a, a day at work, I don't pick up the guitar anymore because <clears throat> I've been playing it all day. So I end up in VR. So if I'm in VR as well as a job, then yeah, I would be stuck. I'd have well, to like start growing plants or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if if I could make my hobby uh, like my profession, I would be a professional beer drinker, but that doesn't work out. <laughs> tester. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Beer Steve, taster. <laughs> beer taster. Right. I like it. I, I like where you're going there. Um, <laughs> so so um, Steve, is it is that your week or anything more? I've had loads of things I've done, but no, I'll keep it to that. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. That were our weeks. And now let's get into the topics and let's directly start with the super big topic here because probably Anthony has to leave a bit earlier. So let's get directly to the juicy parts here. And let's start with the following topic. So 
Sony has done it. They have unveiled the next-gen VR motion controller for the PlayStation 5 and probably it's going to be called PlayStation VR 2. We don't know that yet. And these controllers, well, in my opinion, I don't know about you, I think they look really cool. They have this kind of like orb kind of look, kind of mm -hmm. round. And uh, I personally like that a lot. And, well, they have the tracking ring. Hope you can see it right now. They have it in the back of the controller, and I believe that's going to help with the balance, because well, the if the tracking if the tracking ring is in front of the controller, you might have some kind of front heaviness. Like with the Windows Mixed Reality headsets, I feel they are a bit more front heavy than, for example, the Oculus Touch controllers. But this kind of setup. It's nice and it gives you more balance that I would that I would believe. Then also exciting, oh no, normal <laughs> is the is the button layout <laughs> because the button layout is is more like a, yeah it's a sta it's the standard button layout right it's the thumbstick it's two buttons it's a menu it's a menu button just the same like what we know from Oculus Touch and it's kind of the industry standard right now and I, I believe that's cool because well developers don't really have to change much if they want to port to PlayStation VR two so that's cool but now one thing which is really the killer feature, that's how I called it in my video when I did a video about it, is the adaptive trigger. Now, the adaptive trigger is a trigger that has some kind of force feedback. For all of you who, who have the PlayStation 5, like I'm one of the lucky people who have it, in my opinion, the most amazing thing about the PlayStation 5 is the controller because the trigger is so cool. It feels different. The developers can totally change how the trigger feels depending on the weapon that you use, right? So you can make it feel different and to have that in virtual reality where you see that weapon, the different weapons, and then you can feel the trigger change. Wow. That is going to be friggin' amazing. That's what I think at least. And we're going to discuss this. Probably there's other, other uh, opinions about it, but I think this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, other than that, we have a grip button and uh, a menu button and a share button here, like a creator, creator button that probably is the same button where you can directly stream to YouTube and to Twitch, which I really miss on the Oculus Quest, honestly speaking. So that is the PlayStation VR 2 controller. And now I'm looking forward what you think of it. What do you think of it? I want to say something real quick, just 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 to get it out of my system, because when I was also making a quick review, also put it on my on my channel. Where first, well, uh, I want to speak to the ergonomics. I wish I could like hold them right now. It really makes me want to just like try them because they have this like nice curve where your palm goes that I I can't actually feel it, but it almost like I it's almost like I can't feel how comfortable it is, especially when you're comparing it to the stick just a flat stick with a straight line, not ergonomic at all, not very comfortable. So I love that. And as for the responsive trigger, um, so I, uh, I teach at one of the classes that I teach at the university is an online class on emerging technologies. And one time we were talking about the VR and AR and which one they thought it would be more impressive or more um, influential to their lives. And one of the students is blind. And he said that VR is definitely going to have a huge impact on his life because in AR, stuff is building on top of the real world and I can't see the real world. But the VR 
now has the potential of giving, like talking to all these different senses that go beyond just visuals, like the haptics and the, sometimes even the sense of smell, the uh, surrounding audio. And I kept thinking about, wow, like imagine, yeah, I can already see this. You try to grip something in VR and these gives you the exact feedback based on going to that you're, that you're touching, you're grabbing or throwing, and it's only going to be getting better. And it really made me so hopeful about how this technology can become more and more accessible, even to people who are visually impaired. And I thought this was absolutely tremendous progress, and I really can't wait to see it working and improving in the future. Wow, yeah, totally agree. I also think this is going to be really the killer feature that you can feel things, how, how they feel, what kind of resistance they have when you touch them and all this kind of stuff. And to have this in like a, a mainstream headset that so many people are going to use, that is pretty, pretty exciting. How about Anthony and Steve? What do you think about this device? I could probably be quick because, I, I mean, honestly, I don't really mind. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. It, well, I, I guess I'm oh, wait, 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 wait a moment. Wait a moment. We have like uh, we have lost the connection now to YouTube. Oh. Wait a moment. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Oh dear. How's that happened? I don't it's know. We're, we're, we're coming back now. Oh, it's back. Okay, now you can go ahead, um, Steve. Sorry, we have, we have just lost the canon connection to YouTube. Sony's trying to censor me. That's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know what their game is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tony should go first, actually. I don't want to jinx it. Tony, go no, for it. No, honestly. Steve, just <laughs> do it. Well, basically, um, from a guy who's not has no interest in buying a PlayStation 5, I oh, thought you're going to buy it too. Yeah, yeah, you're going to buy it too. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, it, it, this feature is not enough for me to go and buy, out and buy one, uh, for, personally. It's great. It sounds really nice. Uh, a haptic feedback uh, version 2. Brilliant. But, I mean, how really how good is it going to be? I'm not totally convinced by that yet. Um, although, from, from a sort of shooter point of view, I, I love, you know, VR shooters. I love the idea of the trigger, you know, um, having different sort of... I guess it will have like a... For, is it force feedback, I'm guessing? Yeah, so right, right. The, Right, they can you know, do different things for the trigger. Mm -hmm. It can feel hard. Yeah. It can feel easy. It can be. It's it's amazing. If I mean, is it just the trigger that has this particular feel, or is it like the the just whole... the just the trigger? But the the yeah. device itself also has like haptic feedback, as in like vibration. But that vibration is also more uh, it's um, exactly. more sophisticated than just vibration. Yeah, that's so, kind of where I'm confused. Yeah, right. How you know haptic feedback i mean there's only so far that can go unless you're using different technology and if it is the same technology it's just going to be different vibrations isn't it it's going to be slightly high different. def rumble high def, high def rumble, rumble like in yeah. the nintendo switch remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> high so, definition rumble it's great but it, you know i think but in terms of the control itself that's really futuristic um and yeah. actually the rings it's not just about the tracking for me i think it's great because you're not going to clout them on on you know the side of your wall if they're going to be this end Hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll, well, you'll still probably hit the controller, but the rings are always the ones that get the, uh, you know, all the uh, bashing and stuff. And uh, my poor Quest 2 controllers have, have, have been bashed around already uh, because of that. Um, so I think that's quite good from an ergonomic point of view as well. Um, but really, yeah, I just think, and the unit, I think it's a uniform, like you said, said the, the actual, mm. it's going to make it easier for the developers to port over their games right, because they're going right. to have that same button layout. So it's just those little things 
and to me they are little things really I, 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 well compared to the ps uh, one controllers it's a massive upgrade but in terms of the whole sphere as via of vr controllers it's I'm not so like wow about it as uh, you know you guys are. <laughs> Honest, but you're uh... also going to get it. Believe me, I have a good feeling about it. <laughs> well, they they did have some catching up to to do with in terms oh, of yes. the controllers. Because how old yeah. how old were the controllers? Like 10, 11 years yeah, old. Yeah, from the PlayStation Three area. Exactly. I bought them like a month ago. Still, so <laughs> they tried to catch up to follow the standard. Uh, in terms of the buttons layout, but keep their signature cross triangle, square, and circle, and uh, yeah, um, and also the rings seem to be big enough for any like hand sizes. I remember we were talking about some other controllers that had super tiny rings that we couldn't really imagine how they would fit. Don't seem that there would be any problem with that either. Right, Anthony, come on, give us the rent. Give us, a, give us the rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's you know. <laughs> There is good things to say about these these controllers. I do have a I do have a couple of negative things to say. And like when I first saw these controllers and I first read about them, I immediately went to the negative side of the coin. And the reason why is because when when you hear specific announcements of certain aspects of these controllers, it lets you know where their technology is going forward. And, and there is one thing that actually does disappoint me about these controllers. Okay, so going back um, a, a number of months or maybe like a year or so ago, there was this patent that Sony had where it looked like they were really trying to copy the Valve Index controllers. And I was incredibly worried by this because I've always made this argument. Like the main thing about the Valve Index controllers, like grabbing the thing and letting go of the thing and grabbing the thing, like I think that is one of the weakest gimmicks ever. I, I think it doesn't really work well at all. And, and I am so incredibly thankful that these controllers actually have like a grip button rather than the valve index idea. Look, the valve index idea is great in a boardroom, but in actual reality, it is weak sauce like none other. So I'm really glad that they avoided that. I'm also glad that this thing has a proper number of buttons because if we remember the Samsung Bugovision headset, which has still never made an appearance, and we saw these new Samsung controllers that looked really crazy, they didn't have enough buttons. And so it's always a critical error if you bring out a controller that doesn't have enough buttons. So it has the necessary buttons. That's good. I'm excited about the triggers. I have not tried a PlayStation 5 whatsoever, and I have not experienced these incredible new triggers that are on the controllers. And look, I'm legitimately interested in that. And also the haptics, like what Steve was talking about here, I believe there are lots of uh, improvements that could be made in the rumble that we have in the current controllers that we have right now. Like I don't like, for example, the Oculus, like the Oculus line of controllers, the Oculus touch one, the first quest and, and rift S controllers. And then these new ones here, like, I don't think the rumble on any of these are particular are particularly fantastic. In fact, honestly, the old school PlayStation move busted move controllers that people complain about, actually have a very strong rumble. And in certain games, I can almost get even more of an immersion because their rumble is simply more powerful. Now, these batteries last forever in a day, and I'm sure that's part of the thinking there. So there's a trade-off. 
But what I'm trying to say here is there's a lot of good things about this, uh, these new Sony controllers. And but one big negative that does jump out at me is the finger, you know, the sensing of the fingers, okay, which is something that the first Oculus Touch had and and the first, you know, the Quest controllers have, and it's something that the Valve Index has. This idea where it has these little sensors that can tell if your if your fingers are resting there or not. That concern, that disturbed me when I found out about that on these controllers. And here's why? the reason why. Here's the reason why. When you, when Sony is going to make this as a peripheral to the PlayStation 5, it is locked to the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 has a certain lifespan that it is going to have. And this peripheral, this PlayStation VR 2, is it's chained to it, it's anchored to it. And it's gonna have the same kind of lifespan that the PlayStation 5 is gonna have. So when Sony releases PlayStation VR 2 in November, 2022, it's gonna need to have a four year lifespan. It's gonna have to be viable all in 2023, 2024, 2025, even 2026. And then you might get a new headset after that with the PlayStation 6. So Sony is in a different world than every other manufacturer out there because they're the only ones that have this extended lifespan that they have to deal with. And they have to think incredibly carefully. They have to actually anticipate things ahead of other companies because Facebook is coming out with a new Quest every 14 to 18 months. So if they forget about something critical, they can always fix it with the next one, no big deal. With PlayStation VR 2, what you get, you're going to be locked down with for four years. Okay, so what am I talking about here? What I'm talking about is hand tracking and controller tracking and the mixture of the two. I envision a scenario very, very soon with future Quest headsets where you put on a Quest, it can track your hands perfectly. You grab the controllers, it can track the controllers perfectly and it can track your hands perfectly simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So you could what? be playing a game. I, you could I, be playing I can't, a game. I can't yeah, quite no. follow you here. <laughs> okay. So what I'm saying here is like, we should have the ability, like right now, the Oculus Quest cannot track your hands and the controller simultaneously. So it's either one or the other. It but, can't do like would you one want controller, to do one hand. But why what? would you want to do that? If you if you hold the controllers, then your hands are on the controllers, and then the no, capacitive, then, like the touch is, then the capacitive touch is then the capacitive touch knows what you're doing on the controllers. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is there's no once we get to the point where that limitation is gone, where it can track your hands and the controllers in any combination, whether you have your hands on the controllers or not, it can still track them and it can still track the controllers. This future is absolutely coming. And what's gonna, what it, my complaint is in the year 2024, people are gonna be like, you, someone's gonna go over to someone's house with a PlayStation VR 2 and they're gonna be like, They're gonna be like, oh, this can't track both hands and controllers at the same time. Oh, gee, my Quest 4 does it with no problem. So I look, it's a <laughs> Honestly, very minor I, I thing. must totally disagree with you. <laughs> What? Go Let's ahead. fight. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I'm I, just gonna I, get the popcorn. Is yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally don't see this to be a, a, an issue. Like, why would I want to track 
like one hand is the controller and seamless one hand seamlessness it's a lack of a lack of any frustration um I, it's, I really don't it's see like it. ease of use so <laughs> you've never you've never played a hand tracking game where you're like oh i've got the controller oh now this is a hand tracking game i'm putting my controllers down and it has to like switch modes no. i want pure seamlessness i want a lack of friction when you put a vr headset on you should be able to put the headset on it should immediately track your hands whether you have one controller in one hand it should be able to track everything and this future is happening people have asked oculus like they said oh you can't you can't track both the controllers and the hands at the same time and they, they said no we're not able to do that right now but we're working on it and and this this headset this psvr2 is a 2022 launch late november look i'm not saying this is like a make it or break it feature I, I, i'm I not don't saying get the this point. is critical okay there's more to vr than just games there's yeah, more to but VR not, than just But games. not for PlayStation. So I think for the PlayStation... There should be. There for the, should be. I don't think so. But for PlayStation Anthony, VR, I, is about gaming. And, you know, I want controllers. I don't want just hand tracking, you know? For me, I, I want to have the, the weapon in my hands. I want to feel it. So I don't... I. I don't get this point. <laughs> I, I want it's to ask. It's not a big deal. It's, it's not, it's a, not big a big deal. deal. Like okay. It's not a make it or break it thing, but right, it right. disappointed me when I saw that. I'm just disappointed. Whenever I hear somebody say, oh, we're going to do this like capacitive tracking for the fingers, that just tells me your technology isn't up to snuff. You can't track hands and controllers simultaneously. And if you're telling me like seven years from now, we're not going to have headsets that can track controllers and hands simultaneously, I'm going to say you are out of your mind because absolutely we will because it's just pure frictionless. There's no stopping and starting. There's no, oh, I need this or I need that. It's just going to seamlessly track everything. Okay, Anthony, yeah, I yeah. think you're the only person who found that kind of nitpick. <laughs> I really, I really think yeah, you're the only person. We need to be critical. We yeah, I like, yeah, of course, I like to, we, we I love to, to I love to be them. critical and to challenge things. But for this particular thing, I really, really don't think that anyone other than Anthony is going to be unhappy <laughs> that it cannot track your hands and your controller. So it's I, I would, not I would, a big you know, deal. I know, it's, not, it's, not it's really not, it's deal. really not. So I, I yeah. want to know from our audience: Do you also agree with with Anthony on on this on this nitpick? If yes, write Team Anthony. If you think that nobody will care about it, please write Team Sebastian. <laughs> I really want uh -huh. to. I really want to know <laughs> yeah, what's but, going uh, on yeah, there. But let's do the same poll in 2025 when it's a freaking standard feature on every headset everywhere, but the PlayStation VR 2. But you talk about seamlessness transfer between the controller and the hand tracking, but this. This I don't even doesn't have hand tracking. Have any hand yeah, tracking exactly. at all? So exactly. Exactly. At this point, you're you know. It's like, and that would be a major be even, failure. That would be a think, major failure. I don't think would so. Wouldn't it be so? You know, the the tracking, you wouldn't need haptic feedback. You wouldn't need the control to know where your hands are because it will be done by the hand tracking. Is that what you mean? So that your hand, it will know where it is on the buttons based on the hand tracking, not the actual sensors yeah, yeah. of the controller. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that it'd be, makes sense. It'd be totally unnecessary. I think that I kind of get that. Yeah, Team Sebastian, <laughs> I win. There's one one guy saying it. No, but I'm kidding. It's here. all right. It's no. all right. I, I, I mean, it's a yeah, there's Team Anthony. Here's Team Anthony. Like, you see? Get, you know. Well, I think <laughs> it's still important to kind of, you know, remember that. Team it's, Steve. It's yes, Team Steve. <laughs> but this is what we have now, right? It still uh, can change. So the design we see right now is team not Tatiana. second still. If I understand it, yeah, well, I, I'm. 
Yeah, they created a team for me. I didn't even start the team. <laughs> oh, there's another team, Tatiana. Well, Tatiana, you're winning without even fighting. That's the best way to go for it. That's the best. It's the jellyfish. It's a jellyfish, yeah. I know. I know. I also have a cat right really there, but he's just sending me the vibes. I don't know if you can see him. <laughs> She's just listening. She's writing everything down. It's a he. Oh, he, sorry. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, but I don't coming really back care to about hand tracking either that much, but it's like if you're going to have a VR headset, that is going to be viable in 2023, 2024, 2025. We gotta, we gotta also understand people that, like, if this is just limited to hardcore gamers, if VR so. is always just limited to hardcore gamers, it's not gonna go nowhere, man. And Sony, Sony, one thing that Sony hasn't done very well with the PSVR up until this point in time is you go to their store. And it is all games. They have very few little experiences. And look, I know they're I know they're catering to PlayStation <laughs> yeah, I, 4 owners it's, and it's hardcore games. But PS, you're so telling PlayStation me it's not, is games. It's all about it, games. Of course it is. But you're telling me that there's no PlayStation VRs that are in a living room with an entire family that occasionally uses it. Only one person uses it, period, in the entire family. Is that what you're telling me? Because I disagree with that. I don't think that's actually true. I think a lot of people share devices. That could be happening, but they're playing games, and the, the PlayStation brand is just so laser-focused on gaming, and I think that's great. It's, it's, that's, that's their business model, right? It's about gaming, making games, and it's totally different from the Facebook business model. I don't want to get into this again, right? But you know what I'm, thinking, what I'm talking <laughs> about, right? So, yeah, for me, for me, it makes sense. And I think, for me, like the, 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 the Quest 2 has great finger tracking. It does have. I really like it. But there's not one game that I play with finger tracking on my Quest 2. So Which I, thing? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, but you I, tried I, to learn a, how to play the piano. Cubism <laughs> is supposed to be really good with hand tracking. Now, you can play the piano with your fingers. That's yeah. the best the best application I saw. Cool, cool. Yeah, but it's, it's good to have some controversial um, thoughts about it. But um, one other thing. Let's keep... Let's go back to that controller. One thing that we can also see from the controller, and let me get it here into the picture for all the people who are watching this right now. Let's find it again. Here it is. So let me, okay. One thing that we don't see here for the controller is that huge ping pong ball that we have on the move controllers and on the PSV, PSVR aim controllers. And that tells us that obviously they have changed their tracking method. They're not using the ping pong ball anymore. Great. Thank you, Sony. But instead they're using a different kind of tracking method. And I put it out there and I put it out of my video. I believe that this is an inside out tracking method, very similar to what we see in the Quest. I believe that this ring here is full of infrared lights and we, we cannot see those infrared lights, but cameras are going to pick that up just like the Quest is doing it for the Quest 1 and Quest 2. And I believe we have the same kind of tracking mechanism. Would you agree with me on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. I think they say it very yes. explicitly <laughs> when they say that the VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset okay, through perfect. the ring. So I think you're right, very you're explicit. right. You're right. Yeah, that's they admit it. <laughs> I'm happy about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well oh, this is going to have great tracking. I'm sure they're going to nail the tracking. They're not going to have some blunders like the <laughs> Cosmos. They're going to, it's going to be perfect. I'm sure it's going I, to be as good as the Quest 2 for sure. I do think one omission is obvious to me. I mean, I'm sure, you know, VR covers will 
do something about it. But the, the there's no strap. Yes, it's a, it's a shame. That's a good point. That was the only thing that I didn't like about this. I thought like, why not put the strap? I love the strap. I love the strap on my Valve Index, right? So you can throw grenades, do all kind of thing, grab something without needing to grab <laughs> the controller itself. So I love it, and I have like. I have like modded it onto my Quest control as well. I love that feature. Anthony, what do you think about that? The well, I what do you mean like this? The I no see, strap. The thing is with the the whole Valve Index thing, like this idea that you're going to be holding your hands like this and you're going to be like I don't I don't agree with that whole entire idea. <laughs> wow. Like give me a grip button or give me death. No, no, no. I mean, so. I mean, I just mean like the strap that if you want, you but can why open would your you hands. Need that? Yeah, for example, you want to throw something and you don't want to throw away the controller. For me, it works right, perfectly. I really like it. Yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it something like an accessory? I mean, it's, it just feels yeah. like it's I mean, something the wrist you would buy strap, as an extra. The wrist strap, why right? would they? Why would, the wrist straps that came with Quest 2, I used them for a couple of days and then I just switched to something that like grip. But that's a third party. That's not right, a right. part of the design, right? So the design of these controllers, I'm sure it will make it really difficult for for the, the, the third-party resellers or whoever to create some kind of solution for really comfortable grip. I, I don't even know how they would do it, but I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will find a way. Of course. It's something that was worth mentioning for the design of the actual right. controllers. There's only one um, reason why I would not want a strap on the control. In the fact, I haven't got them yet, so please let me know, Seb, where to find them uh, for the Quest 2. VR uh, cover. Is it VR cover again? Yeah. <laughs> They're the game guys, honestly. They are really good. They are good. Uh, but they are good. Like, I don't for, know. for instance, for me, for flight simming, of course, I don't want a controller attached to my hand because I'm I'm right. flying. And I'm using a yoke, so you know I like to pick it up and do whatever I need to do, put it down again, and 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 do that. But for everything else, game wise, I would I really do want that strap on, you know, because it's just sometimes I get fed up of holding the controller. So sometimes I hold it too firm because I'm too frightened of dropping it or something or because of the experience is quite intense. So you kind of like grip like this when you could just literally let, let go and know that yeah. they're going to be there when you when you grab them again. I think that's the standard now. It's got to gotta be there. I really think so too. It's also like very relaxing. For me, it's like relaxing. I don't need to like hold them the whole time. Yeah. I can really let go and they're still there without like um, like falling to the floor. But it looks like they have straps, at least in the very first image. Just the wrist strap? The, the wrist strap. Yeah, they're they're talking about the a different kind of strap, though. That's yeah. right. But Quest, for chat, example, yeah. doesn't come with grippy either. It's all the third party. So yeah, but the third party, a... but it makes them so much better. From, in my opinion, mm -hmm. those third party grips, I really love it. So I mm. want to know from our audience, do you like this kind of strap that will like connect the controller with your hand? Or do you prefer like the Oculus Touch? Um, kind of style where you don't have that. Please touch let, one, baby. <laughs> please let me know. Touch one. Please let me know. Like, like uh, if you prefer it, say yes. If you don't prefer it, say no. And I, I would like to know what what you guys think. Interesting. Also interesting about the the new um, PlayStation VR two controller. The color black. So probably we're not going to see a white PlayStation VR two. Right? What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's it's a proto. Like these are like yeah. pictures. Like these are like CGI images of it practically. So I don't know for sure, but yeah, probably. I mean, does play when? I mean, well, of course, PlayStation Five is white, but normally Sony doesn't do white very often, right? 
Yeah, for the PlayStation did, yeah. I hope they sit on your desk properly because I hate you that about. Was it the Rift S controllers that didn't quite? They were like they rock, you know. I want it to sit on my desk, flush with my on the table, and so that way it's uh, it just sits there. I'm trying to be as picky as possible, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, so the ring, you know, because you know, obviously the design, because it looks a very complicated design. The only thing I would be very frightened round. to how. Yeah, it looks like it could they could break because the, the the way that the plastic obviously is plastic can be, you know. Is yeah, I wonder how twisted. rigid, like how does, rigid yeah. is it? Is it solid? I, is it bendable? It looks like, pretty solid. Against the wall, uh, would that? I just can imagine one of those little <clears throat> contact points of that, you know, design would just break. Uh, I, I don't know. think. There's no I'm just going to say I don't think it's very sexy. Like one thing about really? PlayStation VR sexy. one, like PlayStation <laughs> VR one, you see pictures of people playing PlayStation VR one. They look like they're in the future, especially like if it's a relatively dark picture and they're like lit up with all these lights and mm -hmm. even the giant glowing lights on the moves and stuff, even though the moves are ancient as hell, like it does look futuristic for some reason. It kind of looks cool when you see people playing a PlayStation VR, like at a trade show or something. These things, like these controllers, I mean, they might be great, they might be super ergonomical, and they might function absolutely perfectly, but just from an absolute look of, like, somebody playing a PlayStation VR game, like, uh, some people might be like, oh, those controllers look really goofy, man, but, I mean, it's not really? a big deal, it's not a big deal to me, but... Just, well, like, you think Anthony, really Anthony, today we are on a on a how to say that on a confrontation course. I think yeah. they look really amazing. Actually, I think they are beautiful. I think they look futuristic. This kind of round shape, and um, if you look at them right now, they do look a bit look a bit like a string. I think tiger. of Hannibal Lecter, like that thing covering <laughs> Hannibal Lecter's face. I have a different problem with this, though. I like the design just from the, the design perspective, but from the practicality, let me show you what I have with my like Quest controller. So I don't use um, VR cover because I'm using these third party that have a little strap here, but they also have this silicon cover that goes around the entire ring because that protects it from any kind of damage of the walls, like makes it softer, right? From the is shop. that the same thing, Tatiana? Is that, exactly, is that the, the ring comes with the strap as well? Yeah, yes, that's exactly. Cool. That's why I, like I that. bought them because it's like two in one. And that's the only reason I didn't go with VR cover because it only had a grip. It yeah, didn't yeah, have the protection. Cool. So like with this, I have no idea how you would design some kind of cover that would go around all these funky curves and futuristic design. It looks cool, but a little bit impractical just from the safety perspective because I bang stuff all the time. And I probably would have done some damage already if I didn't have this. Like, I love it. And that's how I'm going to take care of all the controls of Orvia set that I, that I have. I just don't know what kind of solution these these controllers will have. I'll you have know to what? See. You know what? I don't think these are going to break easily because there it doesn't seem like there's like one part which would like easily break. Like for the for the Windows Mixed Reality controllers, yes, there's this part. It looks like not so good, like it could easily break, but this is like one round shape and like round things are normally very, very stable. I don't know, that's Sebastian, true. You just, don't know if I'm it's just... going to be... Right. You I'm, don't know I... if it's going to be a single thing. Maybe you just don't see the seams because be, it's 3D could rendered. Be, could be, just that's why I'm saying like, from what I see, it seems to be like this one round shape and this normally would be very, yeah, very stable. We have to wait for that to happen. But I think Sony really knows how to design things that will not break directly, right? They, they have so much experience with all these controllers. So yeah, I think these look mm -hmm. really cool and I'm so much looking forward to them.
<laughs> yeah. Do we do we finish the topic, or is there anything more to say about those? Well, what, one last thing I'll say about it is, honestly, the most important thing about this entire deal is seeing these controllers, seeing the design of them, seeing the announcement happening now, and like this like slow ramping up of like VR on PlayStation. So I tweeted this out like yesterday or something, but NeoGAF, there's a website called NeoGAF. There's a lot of hardcore long-term gamers that are on NeoGAF and they're not necessarily VR fans at all. In fact, a lot of them would just love VR to freaking die already. They they actually actively hate VR because they feel like VR is taking away, like companies only have so many resources and the fact that they're wasting time with VR is like infuriates them, right? So they were all on NeoGAF talking about these controllers because they're like, why does Sony care about VR? And then everybody was like jumping in there and explaining why Sony cares about VR. But the bottom line here is this is great for the VR gaming industry. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And this shows that Sony is committed to VR. They're sticking with VR. We've got more Sony news and future topics yep. uh, in today's show. And, um, and that's really the biggest thing of this whole thing. Like this is really happening. It's really going to be a next gen PSVR 2, and that's exciting. That is super exciting. Anthony, do you believe that the PlayStation VR 2 could be somehow connected to the PC and play PC VR games? Uh, I mean, maybe like the Sony PC VR, the Sony PC games, like how they put um, Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever on PC, you know, how Sony's putting some of their games on PC. Okay, I could yeah. see that. I don't really see okay. them like wanting to hook up with Steam or something. Yeah, right. Because they want to sell their own games, obviously, right? That makes sense, right? Yeah. For, for me personally, like, I'm just going to jump in quickly. Um, sorry. But just to say, because I'm from a, a point of view that I have no interest in buying a PlayStation 5, yeah, so I think I, there's, there's going to be people out there. <laughs> it would have to take a monumental game or some <laughs> sort of incredible ecosystem for me to go, oh, my God, I've got to have a PlayStation 5 with VR. And these controllers, um, you know... That, They don't excite me enough to go. I want one now. Okay, I yeah. do like them. I'm going to like review them. it. I'm going to review it. Then you're going to watch my review. And then you're going like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, damn. That, that looks kind of good. Oh, okay, I'm going to jump in. Pounds. I'll, I'll, <laughs> at least 10 pounds, I won't buy one. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, cool, cool. So these are the PlayStation VR 2 controllers. Very exciting stuff. And the next topic, we're still, we're still here with PlayStation, with The Sony PlayStation VR, because, well, let's have a look at this. Play at Home 2021 Update. 10 free games to download this spring. Wow. And there's amazing games which you can get for free. You do not have to be a PlayStation Plus member. So everyone who has the PlayStation 4, 4 Pro, 5 can get these games for free. And there are, like, amazing VR games. Let me tell you that. So... Let's scroll down a bit. We're not going to talk about the 2D games. We're going to talk about the VR games. And starting from 25th of March, everyone with a PlayStation 4 for Pro or 5 can get Astrobot Rescue Mission for free. Just like that. And Astrobot Rescue Mission is one of the best 
VR games, hands down, in general. For me, my personal taste, I love this game. It's such a nice platformer. They're so creative. It's so cute. It's like, ah, I love it. <laughs> Do you also love it? Yeah, it uh, makes me so happy that I just bought PlayStation VR. Like, right? I right? Of course. Yeah, you have Should it? I get it? Should I not get it? So, all oh, the new ones coming soon. And then it got announced. And like, yaha, jokes on you, Tatiana. Of but. But it makes me really happy that these games are coming out. Like it makes it for worth free, it. <laughs> for free. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's and then not only Astral Rescue Mission, also Moss. Moss is also one of my all-time favorites. It's so cute. Like this kind of um, not first-person view, but third-person view works so well in VR. And if you have not played Moss yet, uh, the, the listener or the person who's watching this live stream now, please get it. It's free on the PlayStation VR starting from 25th of March, which is in five days. It's amazing. Do you like Moss? Yeah, Moss is awesome. I, this is a, a great deal. It's, you know, this also brings me to this discussion, though, of like, why? Like, why are, the, why are they giving so many of these games away? Also, you have games like Paper Beast, which isn't that old. Like, Paper yeah, Beast is a relatively really? recent game. And so for them to like give all these things away, I guarantee you they've got to do a deal with like Pixel Reef, the developer of Paper Beast and with like Monstars and Enhanced Games, developers of Res Infinite and Drool, developer of Thumper and, and all these studios that made these games because you give all these games away for free. What are the chances anybody's ever going to buy these games <clears throat> in the future because everybody got them free? So they have to give these developers some kind of kickback to do this. And But one of the things I'm... So this is great for consumers. I mean, this is incredible for consumers. On March 25th, you could go to your local Craigslist, find somebody that has a PlayStation VR for like a hundred bucks because they're out there. Trust me, I, I sold it. my PlayStation VR oh. and barely got a hundred bucks for it. Do unless it. it's changed recently. This is the way it was. And you could buy one on March 25th for dirt cheap and then just download these five games and play to your heart's content. And and if you get PlayStation Plus, you've also got like Farpoint and something else that came out right, recently. Right. So you could have a smorgasbord of great content. But my question is like, and this goes to like Oculus App Lab with all the free App Lab demos and everything. At some point, is there too much free stuff? It's great for us as no. a consumer, but if you're a developer trying to sell games and people are just downloading unlimited free things that are occupying their time, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm always going to the negative here. But. If it was unlimited, of course, but it's just a few games you have to play. You have to have the PlayStation VR, right? So it's not going to affect the the whole universe of VR develop game developers. No, I think it's just amazing if you have a PlayStation VR one then you're going to have a great time playing these games. And Moss is just so good. It's really a must-have. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's uh, because a German, uh, great from the German community. That was great. a good joke, that. Like yeah, that, that wasn't even mine. It was from the German community. Somebody did it. <laughs> it's, it's really a must-have game. And then there's Thumper, which is like a rhythm game, like a cool rhythm game. I also like it. It works perfectly well on the PlayStation VR. And yes, Paper Beast, also for free. And I love Paper Beast. It's just such a creative game. Looks beautiful, especially on the PlayStation VR with that OLED screens. Yes. So the PlayStation VR 1 is not dead. And if you do have the PlayStation 4 for Pro or 5, do go to Craigslist, eBay or wherever 
get that $100 PlayStation VR like Tatiana did and have a fantastic time, right, Tatiana? Right. I was going to say that with these games, well, they're always giving away games that are not exactly new, but good. So most ga most people or most gamers that are playing on a, at least semi-regular basis might already own most of these games. So it could be just a, just a way to... Like, hey, we're we're still awesome. <laughs> like, look at that. Look how awesome we are. Play these games and buy the new PlayStation VR when it comes out. So just, it yeah. could be like all in one. I think I'm just gonna just say like the obvious thing here that if you're not into VR or you're new to it, this is the most incredible thing you, you could do. You could literally go and buy a really cheap because um, I presume they are cheap, like Anthony said now. And most people have got a PlayStation 4. I mean, they have like pretty much all my friends have, apart from me. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a great way to get into VR, a very cheap way to get into VR. Um, yeah, it's great, really. So, yeah, like it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is happening. Lots of amazing free games. And, um, yeah, simply put, pick them up. Get a PlayStation VR. It's still worth it. There's still some time because before the PlayStation VR 2 is coming out. So PlayStation VR 1, absolutely still a great thing to check out. All right. So PlayStation, uh, so they're really doing something. They're really, really like pushing the platform once again at the end of its life. And uh, yeah, go for it. Next topic. Next topic. I think Anthony and Tatiana are very excited about this one. So it's about Facebook research. And um, let me share my screen. It's about like uh, something that you would put on your wrist. It's not a watch, but it's something that could track the, the nerves, I believe, right? And it can, um, based on the nerve, or I don't know how to neural say that. Signals. The neuro like that's neural signals. The, that exa that's exactly what I want to say. The neuro signals <laughs> that go together. from your brain to your hands, it can somehow deduct how you're moving your hands. Without optics, it's really just checking out your wrist and the the signals that come from your brain to your to your muscles in your hand, it can completely check out what your hands are doing. And before we talk about this, I simply want to show you how that looks like. It's pretty, it's really, it is pretty fascinating. So let's have a look at this. I think you see my screen now. So on the left, you see that real hand and that device, that wrist device, and on the right, you see how that signals are measured and actually how accurate that is. That is like pretty mind-blowing, right? What do you guys think? It does look amazing. It's, it's, you can see like the one-to-one -one sort of, there's no obviously lag or anything like that. But it just looks very natural. So I'm doing this now. I'm looking at it and doing it with my own hands. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, cool. exactly. Mm, so it's so revolutionary. When you compare it to the technology that hand tracking used in the past, but it all relies on the camera, the quality of the camera, the quality of the lighting, and then you constantly lose the tracking if one of those things is not on par. And here it's completely flipped and it goes not from the outside, from the inside, reads your brain, those neural signals. And at least what the article says is that it can be as precise as, I don't know, up to the millimeters, the precision of the movement of the hands. But the, cool. point that blew, the point that, that blew my mind is that you don't even always have to move your fingers. You can think about moving your fingers and it's going to move it because you have already sent the signal. 
Oh my God, that's really? The, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you can like, move your hand over here. I think that's what the guy's doing in the video, that he can just move his hand here and he's thinking about moving his fingers or like pressing the button and the little man is jumping. I'll be like and trying that, to trick it and go, I'm going to try and move my thumb, but I'm not really going to move it. And try and like, <laughs> like, cheat and it won't work and it'll be all weird and my hand will go like that. <laughs> that's another huge leap to the accessibility of VR technology. Right. Huge leap. I'm... It blew my mind today, <laughs> really. It's fantastic. I can see that being integrated in like a bit of a, like almost like a wristband for a controller eventually. So it would be like really small, like maybe in the Quest 50 or something. Yeah. But like, you know, no, probably be here quite soon, you know, where you'd actually get like, you know, that little wrist thing to kind of right. put on your wrist. You won't even know it's doing it. And, and that would be the way to satisfy Anthony's wish yes. to merge <laughs> those right. things. Yeah, exactly. This should be in the PlayStation Sony. VR 2, for God's sakes. I've solved it. Yeah. Okay, guess <laughs> what, though, guys? Guess what? I think this is an epic fail. Okay? And, <laughs> and here's why. I'm going <laughs> to tell you why. Anthony, is, why. he's really hey, angry guys. today. Hey, he wants to shut us down fail, here. guys. What? So at one point in the video, it shows a lady doing this with like a, a bow and arrow thing where she lets go a, a you know, she's doing a bowing and bow and arrow motion, right? I want you guys to look at that video at that part where she's doing this because she's wearing a ginormous thing on her left wrist and a ginormous thing on her right wrist. And it's not happening, bro. It's not happening. I, I don't see people putting, have you seen how ginormous and bulky these things are? That you have, like, the idea what? is incredible. It's not so terrible, though. The like, idea is amazing, but way too freaking bulky. Way too. So, so I'm going to just tell this you. This is just a small I, thing. You know what? The, the, the chief scientist who's been huge. working on this for five years is watching this live stream right now. And <laughs> Anthony is going on, this is an epic failure. Sorry. Tears epic fail. everywhere. Like, <laughs> like, what, Anthony? How can you shoot this down? This is, this, Look at how ginormous this, this thing this, is. This thing is like reading your brain signals, man. <laughs> this is like <laughs> unbelievable. Like, it's reading this is a huge signals, failure. A cost. Your forearm, you're, you're going to have Popeye forearms after wow. about two weeks of using this thing no, no, and, no, and you got to is... have one on each arm if you're playing a game where you got to use both hands like that lady pulling a bow one on each arm you'll notice that in this trailer they only show it on both arms one time when they have to because otherwise they would be lying Man. every other time it's a single one on a single arm <laughs> and the problem is look the the idea here the concept of this Reading your brain signals, reading traveling your brain signals. Your yeah, it's this incredible. Is amazing. It's an incredible concept. Now, if it was the <laughs> size of like a wristband or something, like a comfortable wristband, that's one thing. But a giant mechanical monstrosity. Anthony, like this, this is not a monstrosity. Wrist? This Hell is first. No. First of Hell. all, this thing is just like in research right now, and that even research, this is not like huge at all for the first thing that works. Think about it like this is going to get smaller and smaller, of course, but for the first research thing, this doesn't look ginormous. This is just, oh man. You, you just look back at the VR sets, look back at how the VR started back in 1964, just for a second. That's when the first one was introduced and they were gigantic. And then it's been a long way. I agree with Sebastian that this is the very first prototype to show the like a concept of uh, proof of concept, basically. I could have looked and at this and just 
I could I could have saved Zuckerberg five hundred million dollars, up to one billion. That's how much they pay, paid for Control Labs between five hundred million and one billion for Control Labs, and I could have saved them that just looking at this and been like. Nah, dude, this ain't gonna fly. You're, you're, you're already asking people to put a ginormous thing on their head. Now you're gonna ask them to put a ginormous thing on each individual wrist? Nah, dude. Wow. I mean, I, look, I know there's <laughs> gonna be some people out there that'll want, and, and you guys think it's gonna be miniaturized that quickly? But I'm it's not, not so, why, it's why not would so they huge. show it so ginormous? Is that why so, would they show it this Anthony, ginormous? Anthony, I've seen, I've I have the feeling. I, I have the feeling today you are on a rage, man. Like, can you re remember this movie with Michael Douglas called Falling yeah, exactly. Down? Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, yes. like here. Let That's me let me show. Right yeah, now. exactly. Let me show you that right now. Okay, this is the movie. Michael Douglas yeah, falling down. Exactly. He's re he's pissed. You know, Michael Douglas film. is friggin' pissed, awesome. and he's like, it's enough and this is Anthony I'm today. true serum I'm the true serum I'm gonna deliver you the truth this is a fan sorry I'm a fan I'm a fan of like what Facebook is doing in VR I think they're doing a lot of incredible things this is a swing and a miss a swing and a miss sorry <laughs> wow maybe, maybe get, even, the chief scientist now, is like like wow. even if it gets half Crying as small right as it is right now even if it's just literally like oh, um not, if not it me. gets hot like 50 percent smaller which is definitely doable it'd just be like a smartwatch surely it doesn't even look that big really does it i mean anyone seen the, the individual locking connections that go all around it I, I think it's part of the reason why they don't they're not required by law to show you exactly how ginormous it is the reason this they're showing you it's so ginormous <laughs> is because is, they know that they can't miniaturize it much more than that so they're going to just be like yeah it's a ginormous thing you're going to put on your wrist why would you think, why would you not be able to miniaturize so it why would you not, why would you not be able to miniaturize it everything wrist. is getting miniaturized why would you not be able to miniaturize it are you kidding me but also you're putting it on your wrist as opposed to holding two ginormous controllers isn't it going? Isn't that the point? Isn't though? that what Basically, you wanted, Anthony? You're not no, no, holding no. anything. I, I, want, I would I want rather have it friction. in my wrist. This is the something. very definition of friction. Now, if I wanted to be a bodybuilder with my forearms, like if I want to, like, I'm, I'm absolutely signing up for this. Man, this is going to be like in your normal watch in the future. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm having, I mean, I'm wearing this. This no, this very small thing here right now. This is what's going to be. Yeah, in, in if the it future. was that small, it'd be all gravy. But obviously, <laughs> if it was, if it had capabilities of being that small, they would advertise it in that way. The fact that they're not advertising, you guys got to freeze frame some of these images to see how ginormous no, this no. thing is. Maybe okay. the maybe she just got small. Arms. Okay, okay, know. okay. This now, now I have cute. to ask again. I have to ask again here our. Our viewers here, are you with Anthony that this is complete a complete failure? Please write Team Anthony, and if you think this is pretty cool, pretty amazing, please write Team Team everyone everybody else. What? <laughs> yeah, Team everybody else. else. Team everybody else. <laughs> team everybody team else. Sanity. Yeah, team Team Sanity or Team everyone else, please. Or if you're with Anthony and this is complete shit, Team Anthony. Let's see how this. The concept is great. I, I want to be clear. The concept is great. The idea is great. Execution, complete and utter fail. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> let's think about it just from the perspective of the person who is in this video. He was born without an arm or without a wow. hand. Wow. 
Wow. He doesn't exactly. have an alternative. You're really going to do that to me? No. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, team everyone How else. Exactly. Marcus, exactly. This person totally was able to move every single finger where he has yeah. never been able to do it in his life. You think? This team sanity, yeah. What is going to stop him? <laughs> team, <Tiziana>. <laughs> <laughs> no. team sanity, team the world. It seems like the world is against you today, dear Anthony. Team underestimating how ginormous this thing really is and how much it weighs. <laughs> it is an amazing team great yes, dear team Anthony. I love thinking about these perspectives. <laughs> I don't think I would ever think about them. Team MRTV, I like team MRTV. <laughs> <laughs> team no Facebook, I love that too. <laughs> oh Don't my god started, please <laughs> team popeye oh my god oh there's some team anthony so you're not alone anthony <laughs> very good very good what an amazing show today we have some fire i can feel it it's because anthony had to wait for one hour before the show went on here <laughs> 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 all right cool cool very very exciting show today so are we good to leave that topic let's go to the next like controversial topic that we're going to find out what Anthony <laughs> thinks about. Let's talk about the Vive Tracker. So the Vive Tracker, let me show it to you. Here it is. This is the Vive Tracker. This is modded here now to the Valve Index. And here is a video with uh, Mike from uh, the Oasis checking it out on the Valve Index. And yeah, the, the, story, the story behind this here is that the facial tracker... I have it here, the facial tracker that um, that Vive is selling right now for $129 and €439. Actually, you can mod it to all the other headsets as well, but it was only said that you can use it with the Vive and the Vive Pro. But I also have already modded it to the Quest 2. It works fantastic. And actually, this device is pretty amazing for facial tracking. It works really well. And uh, yeah, I think it's a cool... It's a cool device. What is your controversial um, thought about this, Anthony? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, the controversial thing about that is like attachments, add-ons, accessories. Ultimate. I mean, the reality is, like, if we're really honest about it, like, this is one of those G whiz things that is super cool for somebody that's like in VR chat or some special program that's actually going to authorized use of this and allow it into the program it's like one of those oh look that dude has freaking facial tracking look at his mouth moving around that is so cool you know it's one of these gwiz things it's really cool it is but for it to really for for this technology to really matter to every like to matter in a major sort of a way it has to be ubiquitous it has to be like like you need an entire platform like all these add-ons and attachments, like I know they're great for doing another YouTube video, but but in terms of like really moving the needle for VR, it's all these attachments, you know, no, no. <laughs> so, no Anthony is totally I, against the whole thing. But I, I kind of have to, I'm skeptical about this too for them at the moment because why do we need the technology like this? Why do we need other people in VR to see our mouth move? <clears throat> to increase the realism and the feel that you're there talking to this person, let's say. That means that this kind of technology needs to be subtle. You shouldn't be looking at someone having over-exaggerated facial movements or movements of the, the mouth and say, oh, look, he has a facial tracker. Like, no, it's supposed to be subtle. You shouldn't even notice that it's happening 
for it to actually have the desired effect. So while now, I think this is all the people would notice is that your mouth is moving, especially because it's not actually very accurate. No, it is. No, no, it is, it is really stuff. accurate. It is, it is good. Well, I, can even I, see your tongue. I, I saw it was moving at the same time, but it wasn't moving the same way. It wasn't no, it, moving no. like it I couldn't. If you could read the lips, like you, you wouldn't be able to read the lips of this uh, 3D avatar. Actually, and you could. Actually, it's really good. It depends on the avatar. If the avatar is rigged in a way that it could totally get all these 39 movements that the device is um, like tracking. It's very good, really. I have to step in there for HTC. I, I mean, I seldom do this. But I do have to step in. <laughs> this device is really good. And if you have a, an avatar that is rigged in the right way, it looks amazing. Mm. Yes. I will yeah. have to try it then because I was thinking from the perspective, uh, I'll bring it back just for a second to language learning. One of the important aspects of learning from like the speakers to see how their mouth moves, to understand how they pronounce it. And that's one of the great potentials of this technology to bring this into language learning in VR if you actually can see how their mouth moves. But for that, it has to be extremely accurate. It is. Now, I, um, uh, you tried it with Quest 2 as well, or did you only try it on, no. or with Vive? I also tried it with the Quest 2, and yeah, Maybe you can it so mod it onto all kinds of different headsets. So mm. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. So I like it. I think it's great that there is the chance now to put this and. I think this has like so much potential. It's not just okay. This guy has a has a, a mouth now. It really feels different if you can see an avatar that has your facial expressions. It's such a difference mm. to meet somebody in VR who has this. And yeah, instead of like having some mouth that doesn't move at all, it's it's going to be standard soon. I'm sure this is so good. And um, I think it's cool that you can actually mod this now to all your headsets, no matter what kind of headset you have. If you have the G the G2, it works. If don't you have you the yeah. Quest 2, it works. Don't you think it's a bit of a, a fail that it works on everything but the Cosmos? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Epic fail. No, yeah. but you can... You, 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 I mean, you can, you can it's, it's going to affect yeah. the tracking. Like, the tracking's bad enough as it is. And, it, oh, it's, I just find that quite funny, personally. Yeah. You could also track... You could also attach it to the Cosmos. You could also mod it to the Cosmos, but it's not working so well. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is not HTC. Good, is it, really? It's... This is HTC. But... Um, well, I think it's cool that you have now the chance, and it's not like so super expensive, right? One hundred twenty-nine dollars is okay, especially That's expensive. If no, I don't think so. There if, it you, is. if you are if you are a fan of VR chat, and if you're doing it every day, one hundred twenty-nine dollars is going to be amazing because it's just just just, it no, just just wait until the next quest, and then you'll get it integrated. No, yeah, but it's, you don't want you don't want to wait so long. You don't want to wait. It's so not going to be long. It'll be next year. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you can have well, even this year with the Quest Two. We discussed right. it. <laughs> Maybe this year. Yeah. Anyways, well, you know Zuckerberg. Remember, he talked about like um, how, how the avatars are going to be such a big deal for their future. Right. And the thing is, um, I don't know if it was on your show or some other show that I did, but I was talking about how you know. Have you seen those Facebook headsets where it has the Kylo Ren thing that comes down to to like film the mouth and all that for the you know those advanced avatars and i was like right. yeah but are we gonna get right. these headsets that have this like kylo ren thing coming down and um gaming science teacher explained to me no that's just used to train their like neural network algorithm 
um, right. to train their model, but that future headsets will just have some little cameras that are angled downward that are hitting your mouth area and tracking it that way. And see, that's what I think we need. I think it's got to be ubiquitous, like all these little add-ons. It's great. We got to push the boundaries of VR, and this is wonderful for people that are pushing the boundaries. It's wonderful for people that are doing like animation, mocap, rigging, and they're like creating. There's amazing things people can do. They can make their own animated commercials with like animated right. anamorphic things with talking and all that. And this is perfect for that. But in terms of actual mainstream VR and this changing the game for like rec room and stuff. It's got to be built into the headset long term. Yeah, can I just say as well, because I, I want to just quickly say, like, from my point of view, like, we need this technology, right? This is something that I am not excited about at all, but we still need it. It's a bit like having a flash for a camera. Like, we really need... It's one of those things, I'd imagine, once you've tried it, because obviously, Seb, you've tried it. I've seen a few other YouTubers try it, and it's one of those things that once you've done it, that that is it. You're not going to go back, because it's going to seem really weird just staring at this avatar, right. these weeble wobbles, as you call them, Anthony, which I love. And it's, hang on, there's, there's no facial expression. It's, it's weird. It's going to seem strange very quickly. So we need it, but it's not something that's ex kind of exciting. It's it's kind of like a, a thing that's going to be really like oh god facial tracking and it's just going to be just we're just going to have it on every headset and it's just going to be like yeah well that's that's just how it is right right and that's it's, why it's going to happen and you know what who is already one step ahead of this whole thing facebook and that's the next topic let me show you something really unbelievable so look at my screen right now <sighs> facebook gives sneak peek of new avatar system for quest so Quest is going to do this, um, no, Facebook is going to do Horizon, right? This is the social network, the social VR thing that Facebook is working on. And they have just shown off their new avatars on SXSW 2021 today. And I'm going to show you that right now, including audio. And the thing is, they, what, you see, what you're going to see right now is being done on Quest without facial tracking. But you will see that the movements that these avatars make with their mouth is perfectly fitting the audio, what they say, and that without facial tracking, it's unbelievable. So let's have a look into this. Avatars that we're going to be bringing into Facebook Horizon. All hell the Zuckernator. I can definitely see it too. <laughs> I think we're a lot spiffier today than we usually are. Uh, in Are we watching it now? I really oh. love yes, yes, style. we're watching I it now. Just a like sec. Just feel like you're really here with me. There is so much. Check about out the mouth movement. It perfectly fits what they're talking really about, and this is just AI. This is just AI, like checking the audio and making exactly the right mouth movements. This is without facial tracking. This is like mind-blowing, in my opinion. Do you see that right now on your on the screen? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's um, it's something we need, but it's it's incredible. Doesn't excite me that much. It excites me like so much. Let's that they can do it. When are we going to use this in gaming? Gaming. No, we're going to use this in social VR. We're going to meet our friends in social vr yeah that's a whole different niche though that's not like gaming so much but social vr is like a completely different like it's but it's this is how you get a billion people in vr yeah. the only way you're getting yeah. a billion people in vr is with this kind of tech where grandma can be in your living room she's sitting right. on your sofa exactly. and her mouth is moving freaking flawlessly every micro millimeter of grandma is fully represented 
And Especially think about now. it. They, they make this. They make this with audio. This. This is incredible. So they are even in front of HTC that needs a tracker for this. They. They do it with audio. I, well, I must really say, you can tell that Facebook has 10,000 people working on VR and AR. <laughs> no, honestly, this is really mind-blowing, in my opinion. Like, and the, the thing is, what you see here right now, these new avatars, they are not only on Facebook Horizon. Every single developer can use these avatars for their own games as long as they put the game on Quest. Wow, mind blowing! Yeah, like Poker Stars VR, Poker Stars VR. Think of yeah, would be a great one for that. So, well, I must really say I'm really amazed by this kind of um, science that's behind that, right? To make the the mouth move like this based on the audio without facial tracking. What do you think? Are you as excited as me, or am I too it's over? It's brilliant. It is. It's brilliant. But it's it's one of those things that you know. Uh, maybe just wait a little longer and, and uh, for people who unless you really need it for conference calls or like vr chat which is a niche admittedly um but i think for most of us we'll just wait until the next generation of vr headsets because it's going to be integrated i think this thing the going down to the bottom god I, I would break that straight away as soon as i put my vr headset down and forget it's that supposedly the that's not going to be there though right like that's what gaming science teacher was saying that that's only just to train their neural network models um uh, what do you mean supposedly or... Like, what is the thing be... that's coming down that you're talking about? Yeah, that's 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 an attachment, isn't it? it has to always be oh, there, isn't it? Oh, the yeah. attachment, the and vibe. That, that, I mean, Seb, you've had that on your headset, haven't you? Right, right. I, I, have you nearly knocked it? Is it is it is it flimsy? I mean, when you no. put your headset down, you're not going to be able to sort of like balance it somehow. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's in no, the way. No, that's that's true. That's true. We uh, are turning into cyber right. people at a certain point yeah, with right. all these attachments. Yeah. But but I, I still I still like it. It's I think I still think it's cool that you have this kind of if you want it you can have it right now for not so much money. So I think it's cool. But I'm even more impressed that Facebook does this without that thing. It's, that's really incredible. So they're well, winning. Facebook something. is winning. I must admit it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sebastian. Yep. Hope I didn't interrupt you. Yeah, no. we're just thinking about something, and I, I thought I would say it out loud because, like, women in gaming and online games, they're statistically facing much more harassment, right. and that also extends to social VR, especially when you're in the rooms that you're not, you know, dealing with people you know, your friends, but you're just in the common rooms. That right. there's a lot of harassment there, and there are options. There are things that you can do. There, are, you know, you can mute people. Sometimes like, they get kicked out, but I think there is like a way to mute some of them. I keep, I don't know, I, I can't stop thinking about how, like, facing someone, you know, saying some things and actually see them mouth them would somehow <laughs> probably make it even worse. Yeah, yeah, Because right, that would make right. it feel more real. Do you know what I mean? I totally like, get it. I can't stop I totally thinking it. about it. Because then, what, you need them, but you can still see them talking to you. Right. But you know what's interesting, it's Tatiana? It's very uncomfortable. A long time ago, there was this thing called the original Xbox, and they had, um, <laughs> they had, um, the very first iteration of Xbox Live, like when they were doing a beta for, this is like 2002 or something. I can't even remember when it was, but they would have all these different voices that you could choose from. You could change your voice. So I anticipate we're eventually gonna get to this point in time where when you're interacting with somebody on anything in VR, you'll have no idea if they're a woman or not, regardless of what their voice is, because people will have different voice changing things. So you're never gonna really know if you're with a woman or a man or whoever, anybody could be anything at any time. Right. So that you're saying that 
basically I'm saying the that'll only help. way for that'll women help. to be safe in the online space is to disguise that they're women? No, well, no one will know if you're a woman or not. And everybody will just assume you're probably a man. So I don't know. I think it might help. I think it might help. Right. But I, I, I wish I didn't have to <laughs> have everybody assume that I'm a man to be comfortable in social VR. Exactly. But that's a different totally agree. Tatiana, you know what? I totally agree it's an with educational. you. And I think this would even be worse if, if somebody would like harass women. And that is a big problem in online, right? Not only online, but in general. But in online, you think in more. some ways, Tatiana, like if someone was being a bit sleazy, you know, and like giving you some sort of signal, you would know more. You'd have an idea better because of that facial recognition. You can go bye rather than them being this weird sort of like blank. You'd be able to read the signals better and then <laughs> realize straight away that this is not good. I'm going to get out of here rather than it being. I think in some ways, you, you know, there's less to hide, which I think is a good thing. I just think sense. that it would make True. it even more real. Because that's still virtual that's good. reality. That's good and then like... sometimes, but sometimes you have the luxury to ignore some things, even though I would, again, I would prefer I didn't have to ignore anything. But sometimes you can if it's not too annoying. But I feel like the more expressive our nonverbal communication or verbal communication can become, the more, you know, they're so blurry in VR. People feel like they can do so much more in VR than, than they would allow themselves to do in real life. And um, which is VR is real life. There are real people there. Right. Their right. words are real. Their behavior is real. But somehow it feels like the borders are different. Right. And having these extra ways of communication um, make it feel more real too on both sides. So on both the people who do it and who is directed towards. So I that's that's just what I was. I agree. You yeah. feel more about. real, like a real person that would harass you online and would even feel more real, like he's there, but he, he's not there, right? So it makes it easier for him. But on Facebook Horizon, you're always wearing the body cam that is like recording everything. And if somebody harasses you, you click on the button, and the Facebook moderator is going to be there and going to ban this bad person forever. So probably that is I not like so that. bad. That is not so bad in this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, that yeah, is not I so bad, it will, right? It'll actually make it more obvious who who are the dodgy people and who you're are right, not because you're, you're right. going to be able to sense that with the body language. You'll be like, yeah, this guy's dodgy and Poor eventually girl. could be a girl harassing a bloke by the way just thought I'd, I'd put that in there oh wow this is going to be <laughs> very interesting times which are coming here to us yeah okay so anthony you made it so far into the show i guess for the last topic you're going to stay here i'll just try to finish it out yeah, yeah we're, I, going, we're, a... we're going to finish please soon stay, anthony. we yeah. need you here we need you here for the yeah. control i want to continue topics. to rant and please <laughs> about yeah it. we need you we need you <laughs> Wow, and we got a record 237 people watching this live because they need this Ranthony here. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the next topic is the last one, and it's a big one. So let's have a look at the Road to VR article. Newly published Valve patent envisions wireless and standalone versions of Index and new head mounts. Wow. So Valve is working on the next Index headset and the patent that was granted to Valve envisions a new headset that could be wireless or standalone. The thing was filed back in September 2020. So that's a year after the launch of the Valve Index. So they have been working on it and they keep working on it. The patent covers a lot of ground ranging from wireless and standalone versions of the headsets. Very interesting. And we see three major versions of an index-like headset, all of which include a large section on the rear of the head strap, which the patent says 
could contain hardware for operating the headset either wirelessly or in a standalone fashion. So let's have a look here at this first picture here. And in this first picture, you can see something that looks very, very similar like the Valve Index. So you have the, those Valve Index headsets that are floating above your ears. You have that typical kind of shape. And in the back, you have that area which probably is going to hold the battery, for example, for a standalone headset, or simply like all the electronics that you would need for that making that whole thing wireless. Very cool. Then the, the, second, the second picture here, it shows another version. It has a more sleek looking rear section on the headset out of which a spring-loaded pad protrudes for gripping underneath the occipital bone. So let's have a look at this one. Really cool, very interesting. Actually, I think this looks very comfortable, this kind of pad with that spring-loaded mechanism which would like, um, yeah, hold your occipital, occipital bone. This looks cool and that is the second uh, model that we see here. And then we have a third one. And the third version of the headset seen in the patent has a rigid pad for gripping the occipital lobe along with two dials on the same plane for adjusting the side and top straps. And this here looks simply like this. For all the people who are listening that as an audio podcast, check out MRTV if you would like to see the video version of this podcast. And it's a very, very good channel in general. So yeah, this is the third, this is the third version here of the headset. Wow, cool, very cool. So in the latter two cases, it would appear that an objective of the design beyond being more comfortable may be to make room for wireless or standalone components that are kept somewhat away from the user's head, potentially in order to facilitate heat dissipation. Makes so much sense because when you're on a wireless headset, you have the problem that there's this is being like run by mobile SOCs, right? And well, they are prone to heat, to overheating. So it makes sense that you want to put them far away from the head itself so that you have more airflow and that they could be cooled down. Anyways, this article, in the end, it says, this whole suggests that Valve is still actively doing research and development on VR hardware. Exciting. So I want to ask you, what do you think? Is the next Valve Index, the Index 2, is it going to be a wireless Valve Index that connects with your computer wirelessly to play Steam VR games? Or is it a complete standalone headset that competes with the Quest 2 and which is completely standalone and you don't need a gaming PC. What do you think? Firstly, can I just say, I'm going to jump in actually uh, before the ranting starts. I don't know, you, you're building up for one or not. <laughs> but uh, basically, um, something that really drives me insane and that is, I think everybody agrees with me on this, I'm, I'm sure they will, is that's the sweet spot of all headsets and particularly the Reverb G2 um, it's hard to maintain that sweet spot, especially if you're in a game. So I think it's great that they're paying particular attention to cupping the head, making the headset secure, uh, because comfort is all about your eyes as well, of course. So, you know, you need to maintain your eyes in the exact same position. And the, by the looks of this uh, incredible strap at the top, as well at the bottom and the way it cups you the back of the bone there, that's... Um, probably the best I've seen so far in terms of, I know it's only a patent at the moment, but it looks like that's what we need 
to because the headset it needs to just stay where it is for god's sake the amount of times even when i'm i don't know what you guys are like but when i'm sat down flying i'm like constantly moving it around just to try and get into the sweet spot and a lot of people with the reverb g2 when they when they wear it that this back strap needs to go quite low down a lot of people wear it like this and it's wrong you need to have it right below to cut the back of, your, of that bone and it's not obvious with this strap something like this would make it a lot easier for everybody to get themselves right into that sweet spot so that's the first thing i was thinking of there's loads of other things actually but i'll just leave it there let's see what people think of that but uh yeah very important right so um anthony and tatiana what do you think is going to happen is it going to be a, like a wireless um, headset or is it going to be like a standalone headset what are your thoughts i think it'll be both both? How can it be both, though? If it's a standalone headset, then what is it going to connect to its own library or is it going to connect to Steam from the actual headset? Because I don't know. I, I, I can see that that backside is pretty bulky already, but I don't know if it will be enough to pack enough hardware to actually be standalone on the quality that we all expect. So, But it might be enough to actually run it wirelessly and connect it to a PC. So that would probably me be my... Um, expectation mm -hmm. right unless right. i misunderstand the standalone part like how how does it how would it work standalone so yeah. standalone would be like it, be like the quest, quest it have a snapdragon and everything exactly okay but standalone okay for quest 2 it has its own library for the games that work on quest 2 they are right. not for computers so they have much lower uh qualities and, and graphics and everything but then it can be wireless connecting to the hardware wirelessly on the computer if this headset is standalone, as you say, does it mean it's going to start its own library of lower quality games, or or how is it going? That I don't is know. Yeah, that seems hard. That, to that is that is the good question. That would be hard, right? Anthony, what do you think? What, what do you think is what's good, well, the quest? The index two is going to be like. Yeah, so I, I think um, like I I would lean way more towards wireless than standalone in terms of that, as far as that's concerned. But we remember a long time ago. Gaben was in this one interview. It was like a, a specifically VR interview. And it was like Gabe and like three other guys and they were at this table and they were being interviewed. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. It was like a, a famous interview where they talked a lot about VR. Even at one point in that interview, Gabe actually mentioned headsets having 200 hertz, 300 hertz refresh rates and stuff. But one of the things that he mentioned in this interview, which was like 2017 maybe, it was a long time ago, he said wireless is a solved problem. This was a famous line that Gaben uh, uttered. Wireless is a solved problem, yet where's the wireless headset? So this might finally be that. So this, this future index could be wireless. And something I've always thought is when you see these different like TP cast, like these different wireless add-on devices or like the Intel one or whatever, you end up with this attachment. Again, we get into the whole attachment thing. You have an attachment on the top, you have this, you have a transmitter and you have a receiver that's on top. And I've always thought, well, you know, we have this thing that's on our head and we have a strap that's like going back over here. Like, why can't we just build the antenna or, or the transmitter or whatever, or the receiver, build it into the actual headset itself so that everybody has a wireless headset. You don't have to buy some attachment and add it later. And it's just all integrated and it's designed very well. One of the interesting things about this patent is it talks about potentially 
two different antennas, an antenna on the front and an antenna on the back. And why would it need two different antennas? Well, like TP-CAST and some of these different wireless things, it's very much line of sight. And so if you block line of sight, it's a problem. So if you have an antenna on the front of the headset, the guy turns all the way around like that, now you have this secondary antenna on the back and it can communicate either way. So it's possibly a better design, a better idea here from the, that antenna standpoint and latency and all of that. So I think that's a really cool idea. What I'm really shocked by though, this whole entire thing, I honestly did not believe that Valve was that interested in continuing to make VR headset after VR headset after VR headset, other than the brain-computer interface stuff. Like, remember the brain-computer... Like, Gaben has always been, like, super hyped into brain-computer interface. And <clears throat> recently, when, when he was talking more about brain-computer interface and how it's going to be an extinction-level event and all this stuff like that, you know, we're talking about gigantic things on your wrist, right? Wouldn't it be better just <laughs> to have all that integrated into your head rather than a gigantic thing on your wrist? But looking at these patents, like I looked at them, I spent weeks just scouring these patents. No, I spent like 10 minutes. But looking at it, I did not notice anything about brain-computer interface anywhere. So I guess they're not, I mean, it does. that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I'm kind of surprised because I thought that was the whole Trojan horse thing that was going to happen. Can I just say, like, it has to have a high resolution. Can we, you know, I'm just going to go. I know the wireless and standalone thing is a massive, like, if that's the thing at the moment, the top of the VR list for a lot of people. But I don't care about that. I just want it to have a really good high resolution OLED screen because we need OLED VR. Why is that not here? We've, we've got it on our bloody phones, for goodness sake. Why can't we have it in a VR headset? It's about time. And uh, I think comfort is the biggest thing for VR right now. We need a small headsets, lighter headsets. It needs to be comfortable. The sweet spot needs to be bigger and the high resolution. If they had all that, but it was the same as the Valve Index 1, I would buy one tomorrow. Yep. I really would. Absolutely. So. That's, that's for sure. And, uh, well, let's um, talk more about this. Is it going to be a standalone headset or is it going to be wireless? I'm also in the wireless area, in the, in the wireless team, team wireless. <laughs> Because it doesn't team make wireless. team wireless. Yeah, today we're all about teams. But I think we're all on. <laughs> I think we're all on team wireless. Because I actually I I cannot see, like Valve starting a whole new store with all these mobile games. It doesn't make sense, right? They have this amazing store. They have this really great store, which is Steam VR, which is like basically the VR store for PC VR gaming. Wouldn't make sense to kind of uh, like a, make an, make up another store now with lesser. I games. can make an argument for it though. Yes, I can come on, let's fight again here. It's again it. Team Anthony versus Team Sebastian. <laughs> come on, come on, give it to me, okay. give it to me. Well, here's the thing. I don't actually believe this is going to happen, but here's the argument that I would make for that. So, Sebastian. Yep. Um, Here we're going to continue to get quest after quest after quest, right? Yeah, I right. mean, it's going to keep happening, right? So we're going to get endless quests for for you know that to the end of time, we're going to continue to get quests. The mobile chips are going to get better and better and better, and eventually, it's going to get to the point where the I mean, PC is always going to be better, no question. But your average regular person is going to be satisfied enough with the mobile chip by the time we're on like Quest 6 or something like that. And then if you compare that to the Valve side of the coin, like see if VR becomes this really big thing, 
eventually you'd be like, well, the downside with Valve is you need an entire computer and everything. So if if Valve wanted to like nope. somehow figure out, I'm saying this is long-term, this is like a 10-year future idea, yeah. where if they think eventually this is going to be a problem that it requires a computer, because eventually people are just going to go away from computers. I know it sounds crazy. No, it right. sounds no, crazy. Not. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, now my, my point. Not simmers. Not now simmers. my point How is... How dare you say that, Tony? Now my point is the following. So Team Wireless. The thing is, forget computers. Everything is going to come from what? the cloud. Everything no. is going to come from the cloud. Yes, Steve, also your games are going to be streamed from the years, cloud. Yeah. Not in 10 years. No, no not, I, in, I not in 10 years. I'm playing, my, I'm playing my flat games on Stadia, and it works just as if I would have like uh, 20, so 2080 here. Then? What happens okay. when you have that day off? You've been working a week. You want to play your favorite games, and you've got no internet, or so the servers are down. I have, I have internet oh, everywhere. I have internet down. everywhere. I have fast internet everywhere. There's no question. No, there's yeah, no not, place not, I'm going. Most there's people no internet. Don't. No. Steve, most people have no, 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 no. Okay. Can I ask Steve a question? Yes. Steve, how do you do? You listen to music. Of course you do. Pretty much every How day. do you listen to music? Yeah. Do you have like a large collection of MP3 or? Like files on your hard drive, or do you listen? I'm a bit old school. I have CDs. No, no, I, I don't believe a, you. Do you listen iPhone? to any yeah, kind of streaming? Yeah, you just say that. You just say no, that. No, no, Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. Where do you watch? Where do you watch your movies? To be fair, actually, I use my phone loads for like uh, music and stuff. I have MP3s on my phone all the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Anyways, let me let me keep on continuing my my point now. So, in my I opinion, as well, of course in, I do. <laughs> Wow, today today there's action. I love it. In my <laughs> in my opinion, this index two is going to be a, a Valve index that is connected to a computer still, to your computer, to your gaming PC, and you will be able to stream your your games, your Steam VR games from your gaming PC wirelessly to your Valve index two. So basically, it's a Valve index like the one we have, probably with with less um, god rays, but it's going to be wireless. That's going to be the big thing, and I don't think it's going to be standalone headset like the Quest because it doesn't make sense that, that now Valve suddenly is going to start with their own um, yeah, mobile VR game store. It doesn't make sense. They have an amazing library of games in Steam VR. So Valve Index 2 is going to be that wireless headset that you will connect with your gaming PC. But cloud streaming is going to happen. I'm, I'm using it right now. Stadia is amazing, actually. And it's going to, go, to happen for VR as well. It's happening right now already with Plutosphere, right? With this other company from France who's doing that, who, who rent out the, the, the PCs, the <coughs> online PCs. So this is going to happen. So I believe that the, the, the Index 3... The Index 3 is not going to stream from your gaming PC. It's going to stream from the cloud. All of the Steam VR games that are out there are going to be rendered in the cloud, and that's going to be the Valve Index 3. So the Valve Index 2 is going to be that bridge headset that still is going to connect to your local PC, but the Index 3 is going to be complete cloud gaming. They can still keep on working with their Steam VR library, and they never have to think about making up something like the Quest Store with all these mobile games. Simply keep on, keep the 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 goodness coming up with with the gaming with the PC VR games, and it's simply going to move to the cloud. And that is Rest going to be peace, the big. RTX thirty ninety. <laughs> yeah, forget it. It's ridiculous that I have to to buy that bulky thing 
and uh, I paid thousands of dollars for it, and I'm going to put it into my into this box, which is my no, PC. Gra graphics, honestly, going Tony, to... I disagree. Love graphics those. are so important, not just to be one of those, to, not to flex your graphics card or not to show show you as a demonstration, but it's immersion. Immersion means visuals, and visuals mean believability of the whole environment. You know, when ah, I play say, immersion. Yeah, like visuals. But, visuals mean immersion. Honestly, yes, I think if you definitely. if you gave me my body in VR in a in a freaking two hundred and twenty degree FOV like and everything was black <laughs> and white and made with stick figures, I think I would be more immersed because the field of view would be ginormous. I'd be seeing my body, even if everything was made out of like wireframes. I don't it, think yeah, graphics it'd be great actually for, for about ten immersion. minutes, and it'd be like, yeah, this is all right. But then, wh where's my games? Where's my high fidelity games after I've? It's like it's almost like when I first tried VR um, with the robot thing and all that. It was amazing for the first ten minutes, but then I wanted more. I wanted more and more. And you know, the Bioshock that you mentioned at the start, uh, uh, Far Cry, uh, Assassin's Creed, all those big titles. People love them because they are beautiful games and they are lifelike <laughs> and we want that in vr we won't you know i used to be i used to be a graphics whore i really did and i used to hate it i absolutely hated it when like nintendo would come out with something like the game boy advance or something and it would be like 10 years behind everything else <laughs> and it would be so freaking popular and i'd be like i'd be like why do people i'd be like playstation vita these <laughs> graphics are so freaking awesome but people are playing game boy advance what the hell or or like uh you know the ds or something like shouldn't the vita win the graphics are so incredible the problem is graphic whores like us we're the minority, man. We're a severe minority. When you get into the great wide open seas of like 1 billion people in VR and all that, I just keep bringing up the Nintendo Switch. I go, like, I'll go to different people's houses and everybody's playing the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, these graphics are kind of lame, but everybody's having fun. People just, the bottom line is the vast majority of people out there don't have this graphic whore need that some of us have. And I know, look, I know you're, you're super hardcore in it. And I used to be the same type. I wanted the best. I wanted perfection. You know, I went like push the envelope, man, these freaking low ends crap. It's, it's drawing us down. It's taking us back. I want the future. Right. But the great wide open masses, they just don't care that much about graphics. And I finally decided Okay, fine. I don't care that much about graphics either. I'm just gonna like. You know, I think even the word the word like graphics, the graphics <laughs> that that word graphics. I hate it actually. It sounds pathetic. It's not about graphics. It's the visuals. It's the atmosphere. It's the environment that you're in. For obviously for a flight sim, you know, you think graphics are not important, but they really are. Because especially because your other senses. When you're playing a game, or in you know you you're not there, so you need to overdrive your uh, your other senses and uh, to make you feel like you're there. Like I was standing on the top of the uh, one of the levels in Saints and Sins the other day, and I saw the light reflect refracting um, off the sort of like this uh, chandelier and back down. I could see the dust in the air, and for a moment I was like, "Oh my god, that looks amazing!" And in the quest, it looks crap quite honestly and it didn't i didn't feel like i was there at all i just felt like i was you know it's, it was great because i had a, a tethered headset uh, sorry an untethered headset but it's, it's not just because I, I you know i want to sort of have the best graphics it's because of what it means to me what it means to the, the whole experience it, I, honestly 
I want to add something to that too, because I think I completely understand this point that Steve is making. In your case, Steve, the graphics and the realism is the whole point yes. of the flight scene. The realism, the wow. more realistic it is, the better it is. So I totally understand it. And it's probably very similar to most of the sims that actually strive to be realistic. Like I mentioned the CPR at the very beginning. I mean, yeah, you can do it with like uh, polygonal graphics, but if it was like super hyper-realistic man laying down here, like, oh my gosh, we gotta save him, come on. Like, <laughs> I have super hyper-realistic women in my but, <laughs> but, but not all <laughs> games are like that. There are games that the whole point of them is not to be like extremely super realistic, but action, adventure, like being immersed through different senses, not just the visual senses, but more like emotional and like the sense of like involvement in the adventure. And I, and not all games require hyper-realistic graphics for that. So maybe that's yeah. where this this uh, argument is coming from. What Tony is saying with Nintendo, nobody cares about how realistic those little bumble right. humans but, but, are. But why it's are we talking about this in general? Because everything will look amazing because everything is going to be streamed from the cloud <laughs> and we're not going to have <laughs> and we're not going to well, have those mobile chips. Though, this is right you, now. This is right now, yes. Be mainstream, though? What do you think will be mainstream? For for Joe Smith, who, who lives in Scotland in his house and he, and he loves games as much as you do, but he has really crap internet. Joe, oh, Years. Job load. Years. No, it's not going to be oh, 10, ten years. years. No. So so let's I'd say, say let's say next year the index two is going to come out and it's going to be just wirelessly com connected to your gaming PC. Then let's say another another two or three years. So I say this is going to happen in four years. In four years, so many things are going to happen. It's it's four years. It's like from 2016 until now. Think what happened. We we went from from the huge Vive to the Quest Two, which cost two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes, in four years for sure. And I will tell you, I told you so. I told you so here in two thousand. You can and you know what? You really will tell me so, and I will be like Sebastian. He absolutely called it. It really was <laughs> yeah. only four years, right? Exactly. Because I, I will love that. <laughs> yeah. But can I make one last point on please. the graphic thing? Please, Just please. one last point I want to make. Okay, look. <laughs> 10 years from now, guys, we're going to have headsets that will provide photo realism. Like we'll be looking out and it there, it'll be no difference from reality, right? It's going to be incredible. We have that now, though, but, with a top-end PC. Nah, no, we don't. We do, no, we, we don't. do. Microsoft Flight Simulator, try it. You'll be amazed. Okay, but anyways, so we're going to have this photorealism, right? It's going to be amazing. You're going to be looking at like some kind of jungle scene. It's going to be like, oh, my God, this looks like I'm really in the jungle. This looks absolutely perfect. But here's the problem. You're going to look down at one little area or something, and there's going to be some little seam or something. Because the more that they try for hyperrealism, the more the tiniest imperfection is going to throw you out of that immersion. Have you ever been in a VR game where it has like a giant door that that like starts closing on you or something it starts going down and it's closing and you're looking you're in VR, you're super immersed, you're like, "Wow, I'm really here," but you're looking at this door coming down and you're like, "That just does not look like a real door coming down at all." And it that's the problem with never-ending quest for incredible graphics and photorealism is unless, until it's absolutely effing perfect, the tiniest imperfection is going to throw you out of that immersion. I think Subjective. if you really, if you I think, really I, want I think Half-Life Alex, 
Half-Life mm. Alex is pretty much damn real to me. Um, Except obviously. the doors. When the doors move wrong, immediately... <laughs> Anthony the hates a freaking doors. The game is amazing, but the doors, they, they, they make the game shit. Yeah, doors. <laughs> epic fail, epic fail. Epic fail. Just like the Microsoft Research with the... With a with a thing with a wristband, anyways, anyways, wow, what an amazing show today! Wow, there was so much action and so much like contro controversy. I loved it. I loved it, and I really hope that you out there loved it too. Two hundred forty people watching this live right now. This is absolutely wow. fantastic. Thank you so much for yeah for being here for enjoying the Next Dimension podcast. I, we really hope that this is one of your favorite podcasts. If it is. Absolutely give it a thumbs up right now. Don't forget the thumbs up. This will help for the YouTube algorithm to tell other people that this is probably something that, that they should absolutely watch. And also do leave a comment later when this is simply a video. So I want to stop it here right now because, well, this has been a two-hour show already. And, uh, yep, we should not make it too long. Also, you've been waiting for one hour for the show to start, Tatiana and Anthony, because of the timing thingy. So I think two hours is great. Again, I would like to ask you, if you really enjoy this podcast, please do us a big favor. Open your iPhone and your iPad, go to the podcast app. It's already in your iDevice. And find the Next Dimension podcast. We're there. And if you would give us a five-star review now, this would really help us out and more people can find this podcast. Thank you so much, Brandon, for $2. Boomer Ranthony. Ranthony, you do have lots of fans here. And they're giving me money. I love that. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Perfect. That has been episode number 14. Absolutely epic. Thank you so much, Tatiana, Stephen, Anthony, for being here Thank again. You. Thank you so much you. to all the people who've been watching this live. Do not forget the thumbs up. Do not forget the review. This will help us out. And we're looking forward to see and hear you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Cheers.